Again, it's just been my lifelong passion, really, or, or working lifelong passion to promote uniqueness, individuality, not copying others, and finding those people that could make product, put product into the world that was more interesting. And it's, I love doing it. Welcome to the BDI Create Today podcast. This is a podcast where we uncover and discover the who, what, where, when, why, and how you can be creative or have more creativity. And together, we'll explore the extraordinary impact creativity can have in your life, in heart, mind, body, and soul. And if we haven't met yet, I'm Beth Buffington, a licensed artist, digital illustration instructor, and a creative coach living just outside of the Windy City, Chicago. But mostly, I am someone who is curious about how creativity can weave its way into nearly everything in our lives. Each week, we are going to look at one or more of the sparkly facets that make up the ever-changing kaleidoscope that is creativity. Today, we welcome Margot Tantow to the Create Today podcast. Margot is an artist, art director, podcaster, and as she says, a seeker of imaginative finds. She has decades of creative experience, and her curiosity has led her on adventures all around the globe to develop innovative gift lines, seek out product needs, forecast trends, and envision new design concepts. As an artist, she finds inspiration dabbling with paint, wire, silversmithing, and making gorgeous hats. She loves meeting new creatives, which is why she is here to chat with us today. Welcome, my creative friends. Today on the Create Today podcast, we have a very special treat. We have Margot Tantau coming to join us to talk about creativity. She's going to share some of her golden nuggets from her experience of where she's been and what she does, and she'll share that with us today. So Marco, welcome, welcome, welcome to the BDI Create Today podcast. We are so excited that you are here. Oh, thank you, dear Beth. It's so nice to, to switch chairs with you. I'm so excited <laughs> that you have this podcast and I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, it is an honor to have you here, and I know everyone is very excited to hear what you have to say about yourself and your creativity. So let's just get started and tell us, for anyone that's coming in new that is thinking, I don't know, I've not met this Margot Tantau, tell us a little bit about your creative background and how you are where you are today. Sure. Well, who is Margot? I am creative sort of through and through, but that doesn't mean I necessarily am putting my own art out into the world. I do and have made art for always, as long as I can remember. But my favorite thing really is to help you, listener, get your art out into the world. That's, it's, it's a little bit more my comfort zone than having a deadline and figuring out how to get that thing done of my own. I'd rather do it for you. And I've, I've done that in many ways over several decades by having my own line with a rep, 
with a licensing agent. It was a physical line. It was, I did wire sculptures, little wire chairs that were sold all over. And so that was a learning. I've done retail forever, probably since it was before legal to, for me to work. Always been kind of an entrepreneur and that moved into having my own retail store with my mom and kind of finding those people that would walk through the door and look around and say, Hey, I paint or I make this thing or, and, and because somebody had found me and helped me through that, I loved doing that for others. And we always filled our store with as unique of product as we could. And so how do you, how do you find unique product as a, as a retailer, you look for an artist that isn't making very many things and you can grab some of those. So that turned into then a wholesale line again, where I represented artists that had maybe they were making things themselves. And so I, because I very much understood the process, I could shepherd them through, how do you wholesale something and quote unquote manufacture, make enough so that you can deliver your goods on time at a price that you're getting paid for this. So, you know, all those, those steps. And then from that, I decided I wanted to learn a little bit more about manufacturing and went into working for others, corporate, if you will. Also, well, they weren't all small companies, but I learned a lot. I traveled a lot overseas, China, India, and places beyond to factories to understand what it meant to ideate something and get it made into a product. I've left out months of steps in between, but you know what that looked like, how to sell it, what, what made a, what made a product sell, what to look for, what kind of artist, all was artist-based, all was licensed artists, not my own work, but others, work of others. So again, it's just been my lifelong passion really, or, or working lifelong passion to promote uniqueness, individuality, not copying others and finding those people that could make product, put product into the world that were, was more interesting. And it's, I love doing it. Yes. I, and I know that the people who know you and follow you on your podcast, windowsill chats, that's what they come in to learn more from you about is just what you're doing now and how you're using your experience to do what is next in your, your creative path. So um, tell me with, what you've done and how you do it. How do you find your creative confidence? And then what do you do to make sure that you stay confident despite all the things that we run into in today's world with like social media and comparing mm -hmm. ourselves and just wondering if there's room for us or are we enough? How, how have you dealt with that? And do you have any advice for anyone out there that might be struggling? Well, hopefully with, with this conversation, people will find seeds of, of things that they can relate to, but confidence is a confidence is a daily, weekly, monthly pill to swallow. I think it's, it's sometimes you just have to put a hat on that makes you feel confident <laughs> or I mean, literally and figuratively it's, but I feel like there's so many ways that you can start to add little confidence ticks to your confidence bank, you know, where it's things like taking a course mm -hmm. where you're a rut. Now that can do a couple of things to your confidence. You, what I love about taking a course is you meet your peers that are doing similar things at the same time. So 
where before that, and I'm going to say course or doing a challenge because these have, I feel like a similar outcome. You, you can pop something into that course, an assignment, or if it's a challenge, what that week's challenge was, and you have to be brave sometimes to do it, but just be brave. Just get beyond that. Cause why did you sign up for it in the first place? And if you put it out there, the creative community is such it's a rare one because everybody is so supportive of each other. There's really not that gossipy backstabbing thing that goes on here in this creative community. So if you, when you, I'm not going to say if, cause you're going to do it when you submit that, that assignment or put your piece up into the challenge, people will love on you for it. They just will. Mm -hmm. They'll say, great job. That's awesome. And you just have to believe it because they're not going to say it just for hot air. I think that's the fact as somebody, and I'm speaking like, maybe you've never done this before. Some people of course have done this before, but it, it still shows up for us. You know, when I'm making something in my studio, I, I started out more as a graphic artist, but as the years have gone by, I have so many interests and I silversmithing is one of them. I, I make hats. I collect, I do all sorts of stuff, but when I'm working with anything, say silver, it's, there's a torch and there's metal and I, or a paintbrush, same thing. Like I have something in my head that I want to have happen. And I need that tool to, you know, there's a, <laughs> there's a good word. Anyway, whatever. I need that tool <laughs> to help me get there. Right. Translate was the word I was looking for. I need that tool to translate what's in my head to what I'm making. Mm -hmm. And you need confidence for that. And it doesn't always work the way you want. So sometimes you're, you're, you think, well, okay, I'm learning because you are every step at the time. And sometimes you can say, well, that was a happy accident, mm -hmm. but I just think confidence, it comes from doing, it comes from showing up. It comes from participating. It comes from maybe it's just going outside and taking a, a, walk to the end of your driveway or whatever it is, but it comes from surrounding ourselves with other people that get what, who we are and what we're doing. Mm. I love so much about what you just said. And I just wrote down a few things that we need to, to look at and unpack. So first of all, doing, it is so important that you just find some things to do and that you keep doing them. And it's, I've heard over and over and over again, it is quantity and not quality that you need yes. to really focus on when you're working on something creatively. Now, eventually you're going to work on, you know, what are those outcomes? If you're working on something for a challenge, of course, what you turn in is going to be your best work, but don't, don't kid yourself. If you're going to do a challenge, you don't just sit down and do one drawing. And that's the thing that goes out there immediately. Like no. everyone is not sitting down going, I'm going to draw a pineapple today. Here's my pineapple. Voila. It goes. No, it doesn't happen that way. And it, I, I don't know if everyone needs to hear that, that magic doesn't happen on everyone's tables. No. There's a lot of work that goes into getting one thing ready. And quite often, the more you do it, the better you get at it. So a hundred percent. I love that you, you said that because I, of course I forgot that part. It's, it's the repetitiveness of it. I remember when 
Jennifer Orkin Lewis said, probably in 2014 or 15, I'm going to draw in my journal every day and post it online. And now we think of Jennifer Orkin Lewis, who's a beautiful artist, as somebody who's so proficient and just gets it all the time. But she started somewhere. Lynn Whipple, another favorite artist of mine, has a fantastic, really old YouTube video called 100 Bad Paintings. <laughs> and she's just so cute in it. She's like, well, she gets her her guitar out and she or banjo and she pays plays some kind of funky chord and she's like I'm going to talk to you about what it took for me to get to where I am right now and she literally has on her lap and on her ottoman a stack of bad paint of a stack I don't know if we never see really the paintings we just see the sides of them here's another one here's another one here's another one here's another I had to do all these to get where I am now and that is I love the visual reminder which mm -hmm. that particular video is a very positive makes me smile video but I go back to it when I need to be reminded that you just have to show up for yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just had a call with a, one of my past visionary students and she was telling me how she was working on something and she was telling herself, you know, when I first sit down, I need to keep working so I can get past that stage where I'm like, well, this isn't working. Well, that looks awful. Well, this is ugly. And then she said, and then all of a sudden I get to a point where I'm like, oh, actually, this is it could be something I, oh yeah. i think i i think i like this and then pretty soon she's going dang look what i just did you have to give yourself that grace to get to the point of being exhilarated about something and i love that, that. I, i'm gonna call it the pineapple rule you can't just give yourself you can't just sit down and draw a perfect pineapple the first time. no it doesn't work <laughs> and yeah and i i find that I get stopped by my own inner critic, of course. Mm, yes. And just be, go easy on your inner critic, mm -hmm. you know, really, mm -hmm. because you're your own <laughs> worst critic. And I love it when I see something like, I don't know why, but growing up, I felt like if I'm drawing, I'm going to go back to pineapple. If I'm drawing a pineapple, it needs to look like a pineapple, what I think a pineapple looks like. But really is that really what you want or do you want your own version of a pineapple in its quirkiness in the way that you didn't quite get this to look like mm -hmm. a perfect leaf but because to me that's where the interest comes from so that's also something i've i've learned about myself over the years is throw that inner critic out the door you know, it took me a while. I think I was fully an adult before I realized that I didn't have to listen to that inner critic. It felt like that inner critic was the was the parent inside me telling me how I needed to think correctly. And so yeah. when it started yelling at me, I, I just sort of sat up straight and said, what do I need to do? So if you're out there and you haven't realized that your inner critic is not something you have to listen to, it isn't. It isn't something you have to listen to. And that brings me to the next thing that you said that I thought was golden, which is you got to be brave. Yeah. So you might be the best artist and you're the only one that knows it mm -hmm. because you haven't been brave enough That's right. to get yourself out there, getting into a class or bringing yourself into a creative community. Those are the yes. places to go to get that quality advice so that you can get brave enough to release your work and then find positive ways to improve what you're doing. hundred percent. There's so much safeness in places like that. And so much, I mean, 
really encouragement. And I can't tell you how many portfolios I've looked at with people that have, you know, been brave enough to say, can I do a one-on-one? -on -one? Will you help me with my portfolio? I'm not sure if I'm ready that are, oh my gosh, so ready, but mm -hmm. they just, nobody, they haven't found that person to tell them to give them any feedback. So find that place, whether it's, you know, in a class, doing a challenge, in a one-on-one, -on -one, what there's so many more places that are available to us now from the comfort of our studios mm -hmm. than there used to be before. So find some of your people. Find your people. Because working as a creative is such a solitary adventure where I live. Most of my friends that are within a walking distance or a driving distance from me, most of them are not artists. Yeah. And they and can be said for family. Exactly. Exactly. So what they don't know is what you're doing, what you're going through. And, and when they think you have a creative business, how many times do you hear, oh, that must be nice to sit around mm -hmm. all day and draw. And they don't realize the, how difficult it is to know what to do, know what to draw, know who to show it to, know where to go to get your art seen, how to get your art sold. Those are very difficult things to do all by yourself. And that's why a creative community where you can find those other artists that are doing what you're doing those are great friends to make and they are lasting friendships that yeah. even though you haven't met them, they will feel like your besties. And when you finally do get to meet them face to face, oh, the best, <laughs> you don't even feel like you're meeting for the first time. You just get to hug them finally. Right. My best friends are my best friends through this creative world. And we've, I, I'm thinking, I don't think any of us have ever lived in the same place, but oh my gosh, do I love those texts when they come through or the rare times I get to see them. There's something so rich about understanding at a, at a sort of just a very deep level, what somebody else is going through and having them be seen and you be seen at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yes. So highly recommend finding your people. So now let's talk a little bit about what that means about doing the work. Like what is a productive work? Cause I know one of the things we do as, as creatives is, and I am really guilty at this quite often is that shiny object syndrome. Like you're busy, but are you being productive? How do you focus on those things, Margo? I think it comes with having a creative, I, I so admire those creatives that, that who, that have really honed in both sides of their brain. I have not, <laughs> I am not a linear thinker. I really have to set up times for myself to do certain things. A calendar app is, is my best friend for sure. And honestly, you guys, I didn't really use one till probably, I don't know, the last six or seven years when I've really leaned into a calendar app and I put everything on it. So I don't forget anything, not, not even so I don't forget anything, but I, so I carve out time for the things that might not have seemed important enough or whatever you, you say, well, oh, I just have to do, that's just creative time for me, but it's so important to put that on your calendar and make time for it. So I feel like it's really about finding a schedule for yourself or a way to schedule yourself so that you 
maybe for instance, you love the creative part, but you don't love the trying to make a business out of it part. So it's equally important for you to be making the calls or putting together your portfolio or just figuring out what you even want that to look like, saving time for those things as well. So it's, it's just about having a plan so you know how to walk through your mm-hmm. week. That is so key. Um, finding time for you was something that you said that really rings so loud. How many of us find time for absolutely everyone else in our lives. But when it comes time for you to take time to get your work done, it is always in that backseat. And if we really want to get serious about what we're doing with our art and have a creative practice that that we talk about being something that's going to maybe help you monetarily, but also help you be a more happier and more content creative because you're making this time for your passion, you have to make time for it. And and that is what you said, Margo, is put that on the calendar. And and certainly many of us have days that are already completely full with other mm-hmm. things, a, mm-hmm. a job, kids, family, whatever it might be. But if it's important to you, you'll carve out the time and, and just make that happen for yourself. It's, it's a gift that you give yourself. Mm -hmm. I I was just listening to someone talk the other day about priority and they, they um, pointed out that the definition for the word priority doesn't have a plural. There's no such thing as priorities actually. I, and so really? I'm like, really, I've always had that. But she said, <laughs> really, you need to know your priority. Don't have your priorities straight. So every day you can figure out what is that priority that you need to do. And that while there are days where other people are going to take the priority, that there should be days where you are the priority. And once you've decided to do that, then you have to give yourself permission to Mm -hmm. let that actually happen. Priority and permission. That's very true. You know, one of the actual little tricks is that I just certainly didn't come up with this. I've heard this in, in several ways, but it works is to it at the end, certainly say on the, at the beginning of your week, before your week starts, what are the three things that I need to make sure I get done this week? And they might be the things that have been sitting there, like maybe it's taxes or that thank you note or to for what we're talking about, make sure I draw a half an hour every day and put that on a post-it note on your computer. And then you can get more into the minutia of every day. What are the three things that I have to get done today for me, for that creative time, for whatever it is, for, you know, you can put it to, to whatever topic you want, but that's just a nice little reminder because three is not 10, 10, that list of 10 things seems like, Oh my gosh, I'm never going to three. You could probably do. Three, so do. even one, start with one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So getting the work done is important. And so figuring out how you're going to do that, that's really valuable. So calendars, we all have one. Are we on it? That's the question. Yeah. So, so then what, when we are getting brave and we are talking about releasing work, 
What are some ways that we can build up that confidence so that we don't feel quite so overwhelmed? You know, oh gosh, again, if you, if you can phone a friend, (laughs) it's helpful. I'm going to do it. But often it's just about pushing that button to release it out into the world, to put it online, whatever it is. You mentioned this a few minutes ago. It's nobody's going to see it if you don't do it. So just do it and have that feeling of pride in yourself that you, you put something out into the world and you, you said, yes, you posted it online or whatever it is in the courses I've taught over the years, I can tell those people who, what it takes brave, it, it, no matter your skill level, bravery often plays a part just because we, 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 you know, are our own worst enemies, but I, I can usually tell the people that might be more on the beginning edge of doing that or really leaning into their own style that they want to stick to or whatever. And spoiler, one of my favorites, I have my heart just, Oh, I love it so much when I can tell somebody's being brave because being brave is hard, mm. but it's so worth it. And you're seen, you really are seen. And again, I have to circle back to this community as a very safe place. And very, and very, you know, everybody loves that. And, and so just be brave and do it. You'll be glad. Here's a question for everyone. Are you a creative who is a lot of projects right now that are almost done, Mm. but you haven't finished Mm -hmm. and can stop and think, why have you not finished those projects? A lot of times, the reason you haven't finished is that when it's done, it needs to do whatever it is you created it for. Mm -hmm. But if you don't finish it because it's not done yet, Mm. then you don't have to face the chance that maybe someone's not going to like it. Hand raised. (laughs) Me too. So all you really need to do is tell yourself, that you are probably a perfectionist. If I just made this a little more blue, it will be better. But what you'll find is that most people will love your B plus work. Yeah, I would love to flip that to say, if I just put out this out into the world, I might be noticed instead of if I just added this blue, if I just showed somebody this. Yes, yes. So what... What can people do to make themselves finish a project and then get brave to get it out there? You know, oh gosh, I push past whatever that thing is. And it might be that post-it note thing, you know, put it on your shortlist, put it at the top of your shortlist Mm -hmm. and do a little maybe journaling or whatever works for you as to why you think you're holding on to that. Are you not wanting, is, is it because on the other side, there's business calls that need to be made. Well, you, you're doing this for a reason. So, mm-hmm. you know, put on your big girl pants and get to that part. Or is it because you just love it and you don't want it to end? We'll start something similar and get it out there. Is it because you're potentially more likely questioning yourself and going back to those other things, the confidence, the inner critic, push past it. You are, will be doing yourself a favor. If you really want to play in this arena, you have to, you have to get those things finished and put them out into the world. So this is your, you know, these are your stern advisors, stern, but loving advisors say it's time. Yes. I agree with everything you said there. 
I know something that works for me is as someone you, and I think you've been here too, Margot, with a, a background in graphic design. As a graphic designer, you get a project that has a deadline. Every mm -hmm. time yeah. you start yeah. something, there's a deadline, deadline right? Mm -hmm. So if you are someone that is deadline oriented and you can set on your calendar, that can often be the thing that will help you just get to that final stage and get it out there. And, and then just see what happens. Enjoy yeah. watching your little bird fly, right? Yeah. And if it doesn't fly right, you can always bring it back in the nest and teach it a little few more lessons, right? But you don't know if it's going to fly or not unless you test it. That's so true. If, you, if you're always so worried about putting something out there, you're never going to get move on to the next thing. You, you know, I, there's so many artists I've worked with over the years that we can look back and say, oh my gosh, look where my art was when I did that project and look where it is now. Well, we're ever evolving our taste, the taste of the, the people buying our things, the trends, the needs. It's just about doing that and giving yourself a deadline is such a great one. And I'm one of those people that fills all the time I have until it's done, but then it's done. That's, that's fantastic advice. Yeah, give it a go. I know that as a, an artist that was coming up with collections for someone to buy was so much harder than being a graphic designer who someone said, I need this logo by this date. Because you know what they want already. You know what they want. And as an artist, you're now going, um, I don't know, should I draw pineapples or should I be drawing something completely different? It is very hard to choose something and then get that rolling as a deadline that you need to follow. When you're a graphic designer, you're pulling the, the horse pulling the cart. But when you're an artist deciding what to draw, you are pushing your cart. You can't see where you're going as well. And it's harder to steer. It is. And there's, you know, that that's a, such a great topic. It's like, well, what do I start with? How do I do that? Where is my horse? You know, what is my topic? And and there's so many ways to come up with things like that. And yeah, important thing though, to remember that you're, you're driving this. Mm -hmm. And I think too, if you're someone that, that knows you want to do your art, but you're not quite sure how to get that collection ready, how to choose, how to proceed, this is where a class is really going to help you. I mean, we weren't born with instructions on how to do this. Yeah, that's something I've been teaching online for almost 10 years. It's so important and there's so many ways, there's so many places to find that. So go to all those places you love and figure it out. I mean, you can even look on Pinterest, you know, search collections or go to anthropology and look at their tabletop. And right there in the first picture, you'll see a collection. This is the dinner plate, salad plate bowl mug. You know, there's so many ways and, and things, you know, go to think of a, when you walk through the grocery store and there's pasta boxes, well, there's different kind of pasta and all those boxes have graphics on them. And that's a collection, you know, there's, there's so many ways to look at it, but start to collect, if you will, on a board or whatever, those things. So you're thinking about it. Mm hmm. And then once, once you have an idea about just what you need to do to organize a collection, then it's rinse and repeat. Just something that catches your eye. You're thinking, I really like this topic. 
how can I turn that into a collection? Now you kind of have a formula to get that going. So, you know, it's, it's not reinventing the wheel every time, but you have to have that path to follow before you can go, well, that worked. Now let's do it again. Yeah. It'll really help your portfolio. Certainly in your class, I know you lean into that greatly. It's, it's something that you might even have without knowing it because often you are drawing or creating things that you like or mm-hmm. that you're a, you've you're drawn to for a certain reason maybe it's a color or the plant you're drawing or whatever it is those you you might be creating a collection without even without even knowing, knowing it. it yeah yeah absolutely so margo how is creativity keeping you feeling more content or feeling happier as just a regular individual oh my gosh you know creativity in in the broad sense is something that i i need every day and i i i get it without um planning to really you know instagram certainly we didn't have social media always so instagram though is such i've there's so many beautiful things to look at and i go mm-hmm. down plenty of rabbit holes on the daily there and i find so much creativity because instagram is showing me back things that I like. So that page of you might be interested in this, which is the little magnifying glass at the bottom of the Instagram. There's, I find new people all the time. So there's lots of creativity there. I love to antique and, and sometimes not as often these days, but if I need just some inspiration or just a, you know, a moment, I'll go wander around and look at what somebody else created, you know, whether that was a long time ago or recently, but certainly it's time. My favorite is when I get time in my studio and I'm, I'm working through a challenge, a creative challenge I give myself, which is, you know, how do I make this thing? Is it going to turn out like I thought? And often what happens what happened this weekend was that when I was in my studio is I had a full on vision of how something was going to turn out and it didn't turn out that way at all. But, you know, I just kind of went with it. And to me, that's, that's where the juice comes from because you're putting out something into the world that you might not have, might not have known needed to be there. So that Mm -hmm. part is pretty cool too. Yeah. I I love how you have become aware of how creativity is happening, even though maybe you didn't plan it. Like I'm going to go do this creative thing today. Yeah. And, and, but you can tie that into not only just how it makes you feel as a person, but also how it's going to affect you as an artist. Those things are really important. So I love the fact that you are collecting ideas by doing your antiquing and being on Instagram. So if you're wondering about like, where do I generate my ideas? It is important to leave the studio and get out there and go do whatever it is you think your next collection might be about. Go shopping and look at products, go antiquing, go to flea markets, go to craft fairs and, and just see what other artists are doing or other products that just tweak you in some imaginative way. It's important. Yeah. And it's about, again, like, as we've both mentioned, it's not about doing something like that. It's for me, it's about, oh my gosh, that technique, the Mm. color combination, the shape of something the just sometimes it's just walking down the street and seeing how the shadows fall across the pavement, you know, that gives me a, there's just so many ways to, to 
feed your inner creative, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember talking to you one time when I was on your podcast and we were talking about creative process and we were, we were discussing getting out and looking at things. And you said, some days I just go out and I tell myself to look for things that are round. And I thought (laughs) that is so genius. You know, it's so simple, but if you focus on something small like that, then the enormity of everything that could be a possibility is not going to overwhelm you and you will look for round things. It's so simple. Sometimes the noise is so great when Mm -hmm. we're, when, especially when we're maybe newer at the process and we're trying to figure it out or we're talking ourselves, you know, into doing something. And I, I really do do that. And in the old days when I lived in Atlanta and there was a big antique show called Lakewood and it was huge and fabulous. And there were so many interesting things, but I would say today, I'm just going to look for, you know, ephemera, whatever it was. And, and I, I would, I I would focus in such a different way. And it's, it's a favorite thing to do. It's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. So it, to take a day and do that, another, another thing you'd have to like schedule for, but it's really creatively healthy. It is to give yourself that break where again, you are being creatively selfish. This is for you. And you go out and just put on those artist eyes and look for things that are going to help you with whatever passion you're currently obsessed with. Consider it a creative write-off. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, Margo, we could talk for a million years about creativity. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's just so important, you know, to to remember that you're not alone in this. And if you're feeling any of those things that are, they're tugging at you either to go do it or to like, Oh, should I, it's, there's just, there's people out there that are waiting to welcome you. Mm -hmm. So just to recap a few things that we talked about that I think are really key takeaways, find a community, Mm -hmm. be brave and get into some challenges, learn some new things and take some classes and then take time for yourself and schedule that time make yourself a priority put a deadline in the calendar so that you can actually get something done and then be brave put your tools down and figure out what are you working on and where is it going to go and then get it out there so people can see it because if you're someone that has a passion it's probably because someone needs to see what you're doing, that you have an authentic artistic message that someone is looking for. And if you don't get it out there, they are going to be hungry and thirsting for what it is you have to artistically say. hundred percent. Yeah. So Margot, tell us now, where can we go to find you and to learn more about you and see what you're doing? Oh, goodness. Well, my website is Tantau Studio. It's my last name, T-A-N-T-A-U, studio.com. And on there, you can see ways to work with me. I do one-on-ones. I'm, I have a wonderful mastermind that I run a few times a year. That's, again, a, a way to create a, a very supportive creative peer group and work through some challenges or some goals you might have. Those, are, those run for three months. You can also find my podcast through my website or on wherever you listen to podcasts, it's called windowsill chats. And it's gosh, over three years of creative conversations with artists, some of which you've heard of and some of which you haven't, but all sorts of things about 
just this creative path we're on and some business things and all that. I'm also, I've had, I have a, a, a Facebook group. It's called In the Windowsill and it's going to go along with, I've, I've had membership uh, groups, but I'm really excited about what I'm building now that will be full of resources and live talks with people you've heard on the podcast and things like that. So stay tuned, stay tuned for that. But if you go to my website, you can find out more and Instagram at windowsill chats or my name M Tanto. So there's a lot of places, but go to the website and you'll find them all. <laughs> great, great. And your, your mastermind, when will that be up for registration again? So it's open now mm. and we will be starting probably beginning to mid-March on that. Awesome. Awesome. And I know, I know people who have been in your mastermind yeah. and the goodness they've received from it. So mm, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a good place to go and really dive deep into your own artistic yeah. abilities and then figuring out like what you can do with them. So yeah, it really is. We, in our last mastermind, we had a range of abilities and it just turned in these it turned into a group that is so supportive of each other and, you know, businesses were started in those three months and decisions were made and work was honed in on. And it was, it was just so great to see these women supporting each other and, and be able to, to lean into that with the knowledge I've gained over the years as well. Mm. Yes. And Margot is going to be one of the guest speakers for my visionary and saga class in the Learn the Art of Procreate for the winter class. So we're really excited to have you come and speak with us Wait. there as well. So, so many good things you're doing Aww, and staying thanks, busy Beth. doing. Yes. Uh, so, so wonderful to have you here. So everyone, when you are out there in your studio, remember you're not alone. So yeah. look for those communities and be brave about what you're doing. And don't be afraid to let your authentic voice be your lead as you make decisions about what you need to do next. Your creativity is unique to you. And there are people out there that need to hear what you have to say. So Margo, thank you for coming to talk to us today. Much appreciated. Beth, thank you so much. And just remember everybody, we see you shining. We really do. We do. Thanks, Margo. In the meantime, my friends, stay creative. We'll see you again next on the BDI podcast. Oh, here's one more note from our sponsor. Who is me? I have an exciting invitation for you, my friend. Summer is just around the corner. So take some time to pamper your creative self. This summer, come and create today with me. Join me at the Artist Rising Retreat Center in the beautiful Connecticut River Valley Inn. The dates are July 28th through August 1st. I'm going to guide you through my creative process of taking flowers of photos, drawing and stylizing your beautiful flowers, and then making zenfully gorgeous flower mandalas all in Procreate. This will be an amazing adventure for anyone interested in learning Procreate. The inn is beautiful and will serve you some amazing food and drink. And all you need to do is relax and be creative. 
So come and bring a friend or two or three and meet me in Connecticut this summer for some lovely sun-filled days. And we'll create today together. For registration and to gather more information, just go to www.artistsrising.net forward slash Beth-Buffington-2024. That's www.artistsrising.net forward slash Beth-Buffington-2024. Or look in the show notes for the link. You can also find the information on my Instagram page. Just search for Beth Buffington. I can't wait to create today with you this summer.